0: Chapter 36. Wonderful stories of 1. Two Goa gentlemen, 2. Mrs. Aurangabadkar. This chapter relates the wonderful stories of two gentlemen from Goa and Mrs. Aurangabadhkar of Sholapur. Two gentlemen. Once two gentlemen came from Goa for taking darshan of Sai Baba and prostrated themselves before him. Though both came together, Baba asked only one of them to give him 15 rupees as Dakshina, which was paid willingly. The other man voluntarily offered rupees 35, which was rejected by Baba, to the astonishment of all. Shama, who was present, asked Baba, What is this? Both came together. Once Dakshina, you accept. The others, though voluntarily paid, you refuse. Why this discrimination? Baba replied, Shama, you know nothing. I take nothing from anybody. The Masjid Mai, that is, the presiding deity of the Masjid, calls for the debt. The donor pays it and becomes free. Have I any home, property or family to look after? I require nothing. I am ever free. Debt, enmity, and murder have to be atoned for as there is no escape from them. Baba then continued in his characteristic way as follows. At first he was poor and took a vow to his God that he would pay his first monthly salary if he got a job. He got one for 15 rupees per month Then he steadily got promotions from 15 rupees he got to 30, to 60, to 100, to 200 rupees and ultimately to 700 rupees per month. But in his prosperity, he forgot completely the vow he took. The force of his karma has driven him here and I asked that amount of 15 rupees from him as Dakshina. Another story. While wandering by the seaside, I came to a huge mansion and sat in its veranda. The Brahmin owner gave me a good reception and fed me sumptuously. He showed me a neat and clean place near a cupboard for sleeping. I slept there. While I was sound asleep, the man removed a latrine slab and broke the wall, crept in and scissored off all the money from my pocket. When I woke up, I found that 30,000 rupees were stolen. I was greatly distressed and sat weeping and mourning. The money was in currency notes and I thought that the Brahmin had stolen it. I lost all interest in food and drink and sat for a fortnight in the veranda, bemoaning my loss. After the fortnight was over, A passing Fakir saw me crying and made inquiries regarding the cause of my sorrow. I told him everything. He said, if you act according to my bidding, you will recover your money. Go to a Fakir. I shall give you his whereabouts. Surrender yourself to him. He will get your money back. In the meantime, give up your favourite food till you recover your money. I followed the fakir's advice and got my money. Then I went to the seashore where a steamer was standing but I could not get into it as it was overcrowded. There a good-natured Pune interceded for me and I got in luckily. That brought me to another shore from where I caught a train and came to the masjid Mai. The story finished and Baba asked Shama to take the guests and arrange for their feeding. Then Shabat took them home and fed them. At dinner, Shama said to the guests that Baba's story was rather mysterious as he had never gone to the seaside, never had any money of 30,000 rupees, never traveled, never lost any money, and never recovered it and inquired from them whether they understood it and caught its significance. The guests were deeply moved and were shedding tears. In a choked voice they said that Baba was omniscient, infinite, the supreme one, Parabrahma, without a second. The story he gave out is exactly our story. What he spoke has already taken place in our case. How he knew this is a wonder of wonders. We shall give all the details after the meals. Then after the meals, while they were chewing beetle leaves, the guests began to tell their stories. One of them said, a hill station on the ghat is my native place. I went to Goa to earn my living by securing a job. I took a vow to God Dutta that if I got a job, I would offer him my first month's salary. By his grace, I got a job of 15 rupees and then I got promotions, as described by Baba. I did forget all about my vow. Baba has just reminded me of it in this way and recovered the 15 rupees from me. It is not Dakshina, as one may think it is, but a repayment of an old debt and fulfillment of long forgotten vow. Moral. In fact, Baba never begged for any money nor allowed his bhaktas to beg. He regarded money as a danger or bar to spiritual progress and did not allow his bhaktas to fall into its clutches. Bhagat Sapati is an instance on this point. He was very poor and could hardly make both ends meet. Baba never allowed him to make any money nor gave him anything from the Dakshina collection. Once a kind and liberal merchant named Hansraj gave a large amount of money to sapati in Baba's presence. But Baba did not permit him to accept it. Then the second guest began his tale. My Brahmin cook was serving me faithfully for 35 years. Unfortunately, he fell into bad ways. His mind changed and he robbed me of my treasure. By removing a latrine slab from my wall where my cupboard is fixed, he came in while we all were in deep sleep and carried away all my accumulated wealth of 30,000 rupees in currency notes. I know not how Baba mentioned the exact amount. I sat crying day and night my inquiries came to nothing. I spent a fortnight in great anxiety. As I sat on the veranda, sad and dejected, a passing fakir saw my condition and inquired of its cause. And I told him all about it. He told me that an Avelia or a saint by name Sai lives in Shirti, Kopargaon Taluka. Make vow to him and give up any food that you like best and say to him mentally that i have given up eating that food till i take your darshan then i took the vow and gave up eating rice and said baba i will eat it after recovering my property and after taking your darshan 15 days passed after this the brahmin of his own accord came to me returned my money and apologized saying I went mad and acted thus. I now place my head on your feet. Please forgive me. Thus everything ended well. The fakir that met me and helped me was not seen again. An intense desire to see Sai Baba, whom the fakir pointed out to me, arose in my mind. I thought that the fakir who came all the way to my house was no other than Sai Baba. Would he, who saw me and helped me to get my lost money ever covered rupees 35 on the contrary without expecting anything from us he always leads us on the path of spiritual progress. I was overjoyed when I recovered my stolen property and being ignorant I forgot all about my vow. Then. When I was at Kolaba one night, I saw Sai Baba in my dream. This reminded me of my promised visit to Shirdi. I went to Goa and from there wanted to start for Shirdi by taking a steamer to Mumbai en route. But when I came to the harbour, I found that the steamer was crowded and there was no place. The captain did not allow me, but on the intercession of a pune who was a stranger to me, I was allowed to get into the steamer which brought me to Mumbai. From there I came by train. Surely I think that Baba is all-pervading and all-knowing. What are we and where is our home? How fortunate we are that Baba got our money back and drew us here to himself. Shirdi folks must be infinitely superior and more fortunate than we, for Baba has played, laughed, talked and lived with you for so many years. I think that your store of good merits must be infinite. Sai is our Datta, Lord Dattatreya. He gave me a seat in the steamer and brought me here, and thus gave proof of his omniscience. And omnipotence. Mrs. Aurangabadgar. A lady from Sholapur, the wife of Sakharam Aurangabadgar had no issue during the long period of 27 years. She had made a number of vows to gods and goddesses for an issue but was not successful. She then became almost hopeless. To make a last attempt in this matter, she came to Shirdi with her stepson Vishwanath and stayed there for two months serving Baba. Whenever she went to the masjid, she found Baba surrounded by devotees. She wanted to see Baba alone, fall at his feet, and open her heart and pray for an issue. But she did not get any suitable opportunity. Ultimately, she requested Shama to intercede with Baba for her when he was alone. Shama said to her that Baba's darbar was open, still, he would try for her and that the Lord might bless her. He asked her to sit ready with a coconut and joss sticks in the open courtyard at the time of Baba's meals and that when he beckoned to her, she should come up. One day, After dinner, when Shama was wiping Baba's wet hands with a towel, the latter pinched Shama's cheek. Shama, fringing anger, said, Deva, is it proper for you to pinch me like this? We don't want such a mischievous God who pinches us thus. Are we your dependents? Is this the fruit of our intimacy? Baba replied, O oh Shama, during the 72 generations that you were with me, I have pinched you till now and now you resent me touching you? Shama replied, I want a God who will always love us and give us new dishes to eat. We do not want any reward from you or heaven, etc. Let our faith unto your faith be ever awake. Baba, yes, I have indeed come for that. I have been feeding and nursing you and have got love and affection for you. Then Baba went up and took his seat. Shama beckoned to the lady. She came up, bowed down and presented the coconut and joysticks. Baba shook the coconut which was dry. The Colonel within rolled and made a noise. Baba said, Shama, this is rolling. See what it says? Shama, the woman prays that a child should similarly roll in her womb. So please give her the coconut with your blessings. Baba, will the coconut give her an issue? How foolish people are to fancy such things, Shama. I know the power of your words and blessing. Your word will give her a series of children. You are wrangling and not giving real blessing. The parley went on for a while. Baba repeatedly ordered to break the coconut and Shama pleaded for the gift of the entire fruit to the lady. Finally, Baba yielded and said, She will have an issue. When? asked Shama in twelve months was the reply. At this the coconut was broken into two pieces. One was eaten by the two, the other was given to the lady. Then Shama turned up to the lady and said, Dear lady, you are a witness to my words. If within twelve months you do not get an issue, I will break a coconut against this deva's head and drive him out of this masjid. If I fail in this, I will not call myself mother, you will soon realize what I say. She delivered a son in a year's time and the son was brought to Baba in his fifth month. The couple both husband and wife prostrated themselves before Baba and the grateful father Mr Aurangabadkar paid a sum of 500 rupees which was spent in constructing a shed for Baba's horse. Shyam Karna. Bow to Shri Sai. Peace be to all.